today I'm going to be sharing with you the kind of music I listen to while I'm cooking. And thank you for tuning in. My name is Jean Carlos. This is the Total Body Training Podcast where I help people get lean, gain muscle, and build some damn confidence. Now, when I cook, the music that I listen to is a bit different than what I listen to when I work out, which is mostly hip hop, or what I listen to when I am creating content, which is mostly like music without lyrics or jazz music or jazz vibes, uh, hip chill hop, <laughs> hip hop kind of jams. So, you know, for more on those, I have separate videos that you can listen to or podcasts, episodes of the podcast that you listen to about that. And in the description section of this video, you can click on there to follow my playlist on Spotify that has the music that I like to listen to uh, for those genres as well as what I'm going to be talking about today. So if you want to go ahead and listen to that right now, you can click down there or just wait till the end of the video, preferably. <laughs> All right. So one thing you're going to notice is that when I start to go into the music I listen to when I'm cooking, it's all going to be foreign music. Now, I don't exclusively only listen to foreign music. I mean, I do listen to other stuff when I'm cooking, but these just so happen to be the kinds of music that get me in the mood to cook. I don't know why, but they just are. So <laughs> I think maybe it's because, uh, well, a lot of them are, it's either Spanish or French music. And, you know, so it's going to be foreign music. And I think that the reason for that is because I grew up in a household where we listened to a lot of Latin music during celebrations. I'm Puerto Rican or uh, salsa music during the holidays because that's what I grew up listening to. Now, that's not exclusively what I'm going to cover here, but it is something that I'm going to talk about. And the first one that we're going to start off with is going to be this album right here. I've got the actual vinyl uh, version of this album and it's called Los Acheros and the album on here is Pilong. And I would say, and this is a 2000 and I believe this album came out in 2012. So this came out in 2012, not long ago. They have a new album as of right now in 2018, but I haven't listened to it yet, though I'm excited. And uh, I actually picked this album up of all places at Waterloo Records in Waterloo Records in Austin, Texas. So thank you, Waterloo, for this awesome find. Honestly, when I first purchased it, I just got it because I liked the album art, okay? I loved the way it looked. I flipped it over. I was like, I'm gonna take a chance on this. It was in the Afro-Latino jazz section. I picked it up and I just said, what the fuck, I'm gonna try this out. And you know, it turned out that I had found this really, really awesome, incredible music. And here is what it is, okay? So Los Atiros Pilon came out in 2012, and the music is a reflection of the golden age of music in the Caribbean. So that time period in music, the golden age, was between the 1930s and the 1950s. And the sounds that that kind of music made were in the genre that led to like modern day merengue and salsa. Now, this music came from a style or the style of music that you listen to when you're listening to this album is something inspired by bolero and by son. So you can see when listening to it that the current people like Mark Anthony or uh, other popular salsa artists 
drew from this genre of music. This album, however, is very new. I actually had no clue that this album was new until today when I was doing the research for it. That's how old it sounds. It literally sounds that way and it's recorded that way on purpose. I did some reading and it turns out that these guys live in Brooklyn. This album was recorded in Brooklyn where there's a large population of you know Puerto Ricans and Cubans and Dominicans and stuff. And what they did in order to make that music have that golden age sound is first of all, they played their traditional instruments from that time period. They sang the way that people sung, sing in that time period and the recording is what really does the trick because whenever they recorded this album, they recorded it live and they recorded it using a Tascam tape recorder. So the sound quality is really different. It has this grittiness to it that I feel is sometimes lacking in a lot of modern day music. A lot of modern day music is like very, very well produced and I love stuff like that. It's just that I also really like something that sounds like it was put together by a few friends in Puerto Rico in 1930. It just has this really, really awesome feel. And I strongly recommend that you go out and listen to it. You know, again, I'm not a music reviewer, so maybe there are better people that are more fit for reviewing this. This is more like a show and tell. I'm just sharing what I like. My One of my songs that I like the most on here is Azúcar, and it just has this really fun feel to it. It really makes me either want to dance or cook. I don't know why, but I like it. I throw this shit on on a Sunday morning when I'm meal prepping and I'm ready to go. It feels like a little party in my household when I listen to Latin music when I'm cooking. So I would strongly recommend that you check that one out. Now, I'm gonna kind of, you know, go on to something that, that whereas that album is new, that's a 2012 album, this album and the musicians in them are on the younger side making music that's older. It's almost like a reflection of the past. There is, I'm gonna bring up some music that is actually old. So the first one I'm going to bring up is going to be Hector Level. And Hector Level was making salsa music during the 1960s, 70s and the 1980s. And there's actually a movie by Hector Lovell, uh, not by Hector Lovell, excuse me. There is actually a movie with Mark Anthony playing Hector Lovell, I believe. J-Lo is in that movie too and she plays the love interest. Dude had a fucked up life. <laughs> he was really popular. He revolutionized the way that salsa music's played. He played with Willie Colon who is also a really well-known artist. I think Willie Colon is still alive in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, mi gente, uh, Boricua for life, <laughs> over there making music. I think, I don't, I'm not, I can't remember right now, but this music, when it came out, was groundbreaking. I mean, this was like the hip hop of his day. This shit was crunk as fuck when it came out. People were dancing and partying to this music. And, uh, you know, the reason, the, the, the song that I'll recommend, or the album that I would recommend, is there's a 2009 collection called La Voz. Now, uh, he died, I believe, in the 1980s, and he died of AIDS, unfortunately. Uh, he had a really tough life there towards the end. But, this was a remastered edition version of this, his music. And some of the songs that I really like are La Murga. It's a really popular song. El Cantante. You know, those things, those songs. Another album that I would recommend is El Periódico de Ayer. So that's the newspaper from yesterday. And it has to do with like love and romance and about uh, how... Uh, someone's love for him is yesterday's news. <laughs> kind of depressing, but happy and uh, at the same time sad music that I really like to listen to. Salsa makes me, again, it just makes me want to move and I like that when I'm cooking. I like that feeling and that kind of flavor uh, that salsa brings in the way that it makes me feel. The movement and the feeling like while I'm tasking and doing stuff, it just gets me going. So that's why I listen to it. And you know, uh, another good album, 
by them is de ti depende. So uh, de ti depende. And that means uh, it depends on you. And that's his 1976 album. That's a great one. So go check those out or maybe go watch the movie. I've heard it's pretty good. The truth is I actually haven't seen it. Uh, I know, shame on me, right? I'm a big fan and I haven't seen it. Uh, so, you know, the next one we're going to talk about here is going to be uh, Buena Vista Social Club. Oh, what, yeah, we'll do Buena Vista Social Club. So Buena Vista Social Club got together in 1997. And this was a group that got together. There's, there's also a documentary about them. Again, I haven't listened to them. But they put together an album in 1997 entitled Buena Vista Social Club. And the goal of that was a few... Cuban musicians got together to recreate the kind of music that had been made during the 1930s and the 1950s in pre-revolution Cuba. So I, I'm assuming that what that means is that the music was a bit different before Fidel Castro took over the island. And, uh, you know, I don't know what Cuban music sounds like right now, so I don't really have a comparison there, but that's apparently what they did. When I used to social club, again, kind of like... This other group, this other group that I was talking about, Pilong, uh, has this kind of, or Los Acheros, excuse me, has this feel of something that's old because they're reflecting that golden age where, you know, the music was a bit different. So this was like kind of like pre-salsa music and it has the elements that lead to salsa. So it has the elements of bolero and son, which are genres of music that people don't necessarily make as much anymore or just hasn't really, aren't as, as common. I mean, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who makes bolero, but it's just not as common for people to make that kind of music as far as I know, you know? Uh, maybe somebody more educated on music could hop on here and talk shit on me in the comments section and tell me how I'm wrong. Please do that, tell me all about it. But. Um, you know, essentially, I like that sound, that old Cuban sound. I like that feeling uh, that that I had growing up listening to, you know, salsa music. And this reminds me of it. It reminds me of my grandparents and the kind of music that they listened to. There's just something very special to me about this kind of music. And that's why I enjoy it and I love it so much. It's, it's very close to my heart. So, you know, uh, if you're open-minded and you're willing to listen to some music that doesn't have, that you don't understand, I would strongly recommend listening to it. Now, you don't have to, one, one argument I think that people have when it comes to listening to foreign music is that, well, I don't understand it. Why would I listen to it? <laughs> and, and I get it. You know, a lot of people around the world listen to American music and they don't always understand what we're saying. They do, however, understand what the music emotes. So they feel something when they listen to the chords and the sounds that people are making when they sing music, such as like, you know, uh, I, I think I was talking to my girlfriend's dad. He's, he's Mexican and he doesn't speak much English, the truth. And he was telling me how much he loves music and telling me that, you know, when he, he didn't understand these American songs and it was a country song, which to be honest, I don't really like country, but um, we're listening to country music at a wedding and he was telling me to me, you know, I really like the song, it's so beautiful. You don't have to understand what the music is saying in order to understand what the music is emoting. And I strongly agree with that. Although I don't agree with the liking of that specific Kenny Chesney or whatever the fuck it was that was playing. Can you tell my bias? But um, you get the point. So <laughs> you can listen to foreign shit, and if you give it a shot, you can find yourself maybe enjoying the feeling that's supposed to be projected or created by that music if you give it a shot, if you're not, um, if you're open to it, all right? Now, 
That being said, I like to listen to like Portuguese music, Asian music, all sorts of stuff. And we're going to end this episode of the podcast by discussing French pop and French hip hop. So uh, there is this really awesome artist that I like. Her name is from, and I'm going to butcher you right now, uh, butcher your name right now, Francois, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S-E, Hardy. And I'm sure I'm saying all that wrong. My first name is Jean, and uh, you know I can hardly say that correctly. So, uh, Francois Hardy, uh, if you're watching this, please, uh, you know, talk shit on me in the comments section. No, I'm just kidding. But like Francois, uh, Francois Hardy has this album called. <sighs> I'm putting myself out there by speaking in French, even though I don't know any of it. Comment ti dire adieu. <laughs> Comment ti. Dear Adu. And uh, the probably my favorite song on there is Susanna. And, you know, that, she, this is 1960s, 1970s French pop music. It feels like you're in a cafe smoking a cigarette with a beret on or some shit. That was a stereotype, um, but I did it anyways. I just really, really enjoy the sound of French pop music. It has this pleasant, happy, feel to it that you know I, I guess I guess also this lounge kind of vibe to it that I really like this I don't give a fuckness to it that I really like when I'm cooking or working on something in the house you know so I really like to listen to her and actually the way that I found her was I was at an estate sale and I was looking through opera albums and vinyl because I like to collect vinyl and I found two albums from this artist and uh, that was incredible. Like I took it home and I was like, I was hooked. So I would strongly recommend that you listen to her. There's, you know, her music can be found right now. And I believe she's actually still hanging out. She's, she hasn't passed away or anything like that. I think she still actually makes music. So you should definitely check her out. I know that they've remastered some of her tunes so you can listen to them and they all sound really nice and clean, better than the, the vinyl that I have at home on Spotify. So the last one I'm gonna leave you off with is this hip hop artist and we're gonna kind of step away from the, the other stuff that we've been doing, although this hip hop artist is French. So it kind of goes in line with um, Francois Hardy and his name is Damso. And the album is Le Pisciete. <laughs> I'm gonna spell it right here, L-P-S-E-I-T-E. And I'm gonna try to name this song. It's Mosque Solitaire. And it just has this feel that just feels so good. It sounds like something American. It has the same beat of like, maybe like a Drake song, but the way that he's delivering the music, the rhythm that he's singing it with just sounds a bit different to me than the way that American artists sound, as well as just the intonation of listening to a different language, I think is really uh, tickles my ear, my, my eardrum a little bit there. I really like to listen to it, so I'd strongly recommend listening to that when uh, you get the chance. All right, people, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, little series of me sharing with you the kind of music that I like to listen to while I'm cooking. If you haven't, or if you enjoyed the content I put out in this episode, please feel free to go back and listen to the other episodes if you haven't listened to them. We've got an episode about the music I listen to when I work out and an episode with the music I listen to when I'm creating content, which they're totally different genres. All right, people, until next time, peace.